0: Joy Seekers, Joy Givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for today, and we are going to talk about joy and consignment. And to walk us through this conversation, I am so pleased to welcome my very special guest, Jennifer Morton. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, you and I have known each other for, we just figure, what, 10 years now? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's a long time. <laughs> it is. And when I first met you, you were actually doing consignment work up in Thief River
1: Falls. Yes, I was. I started, it was over 10 years ago that I started my first store. That's
0: amazing. And now you are actually the owner of the Better Everyday Consignments. Yep. In Detroit
1: Lakes. Correct.
0: Can we say that you're maybe a little addicted to, or this is
1: a habit? (laughs) It might be. It might be a little bit of a a hobby turned into a job. Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, so what I want to cover on the show today with people is a little bit about consignment, why they're so popular, and a little bit about some of the trends that we're noticing, especially coming off of COVID. And then also... What drives people to consign? Like there's something about, is there like a psychology to this and what does that look like? And so we're, we've got a lot to talk about. We better get started. So talk to me about your like way back in the day where you were like, oh, when I grew up, I want to own a consignment store. Tell us the story of how this really happened.
1: Oh, it goes way back to my senior year of high school, actually. I didn't know I wanted to own a consignment store, but I knew based on a career fair that I went to that I wanted to be a business owner. So I decided to go to college, got a degree in business, and then I went into the work wor- world and worked for quite a few years um, doing a lot of business-y kind of jobs. Um, and I finally decided to take the dive, and um, I grew up going to garage sales, going to thrift stores, and it just kind of runs in your blood. You, I enjoy the thrill of the seek and the find, and so I decided to take my my passion for collecting and and buying things and turn it into a business. And um, yeah, it's gone very well. So when you do consignment, are you doing
0: just clothes, uh, items as well? Tell me a little bit about how you decide
1: what to put in the consignment store. Sure. So um, I should probably first define what the difference between a thrift store versus a consignment store is. So thrift stores are typically nonprofit stores and people in the community community donate their items and they get, you know, they can use it as a tax write-off, a charitable tax write-off. With a consignment store, consigners bring their goods in and they either um, can be paid up front for their items paid outright is what it's called. Or um, you can be paid at the time after the item sells. Um, so as a consignment store we're looking for items that are probably a step higher or maybe a little bit better or nicer than what you would find at a traditional thrift store. Um we have to make sure that the clothing that we per- that we take in um is you know current styles and it's trendy and it's what people are willing to buy because we only keep items for a certain amount of time. Um we do more than just clothing though. We do small furniture, um purses, household accessories, um home decor all kinds of, uh, just a really wide variety of, of different items.
0: Wow. And so obviously you've got people coming into the store looking for, you've got one person coming in for, oh, I need new jeans. Another person is like, oh, I need a new vase. You really do get the full everything.
1: Yes, it is. Um, it's very hard to say who our target market is because we can, we honestly attract anyone from males and females of a teenage age looking for clothes or Um, You know, college age people looking to outfit a new dorm or a new home all the way up to, you know, everyone in age all the way up to senior citizens where they're, you know, maybe looking to downsize or looking for something to bring back some memory. So, yeah, a lot of different, a lot of different people.
0: I can see that you get a lot of joy from doing this, right? I mean, literally, (laughs) I I know everybody listening can't see her face right now, but like she is lit up, big (laughs) smile on the face, and you probably hear it in her voice. What is it about this That brings you the joy.
1: That's a really good question. Um, So I initially, I initially, I've asked myself this question. I initially thought that it was just the stuff, you know, I enjoy um, hearing people talk about the memories or bringing me items and telling me the story behind this old vintage trunk and how they got it and how it was part of their family, those kinds of things. I like the stories like that. Um, But it it really, it's really deeper. What really brings me the most joy is building the relationships with the people that come in to purchase or that come in to consign. Um, Those relationships are really what makes the business the most exciting for me.
0: Yeah. So... I'm curious about this time period during COVID. First of all, more and more people are cleaning out their homes. You've got all this stuff. I can't even imagine you trying to process all this stuff. And then I'm also curious about the people coming into shop during this time period. So let's talk about both of those angles, if you will.
1: Sure. Um, so a lot of people were forced or chose to stay home during COVID. And um, I think a lot of us, when we when we had to stay home, we decided, wow, this might not be the most ideal place that I'd like to spend all my free time. Um, so pe- a lot of people started going through their items, looking for things to get rid of. Um, uh, I know um, there's a lot of thrift stores that were, you know, through the roof with donations. They just couldn't handle the amount of donations they were getting, and um, we had a similar issue as well. We had, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff coming in. Um, so. It also affected the business, um, my business specifically, because we had to close down. Our governor mandated that we close down, so we were closed for seven weeks, and that was – Just after we had opened. So we had been open less than two weeks and then we were told, oh, now you need to close. And it kind of was like, we don't really know when you're going to be able to open. So, um, it's, it's been a challenge. I mean, I I think everyone has been impacted by COVID in some way. Absolutely. So
0: I'm curious. So you're closed for the seven weeks. And then I think if I remember correctly, there was even kind of a weird, Uh, as the reopening happened, it was a little bit like, well, you can do this, but you can't do this. If you've got this product, this is what you can do. You were even doing some like social media stuff where you had people going through and and pulling out things on the rack going, we have this because people could do the cash and care or like a carry to the car. Right. So I'm curious, like your creativity just astounds me.
1: (laughs) You are one of the most creative people I know. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really rough time. I mean, we um, you still have bills to pay, even though you can't legally open your doors. Um, so we were, you know, everyone, I think, was looking for loopholes, like, what can we do to be considered an essential business? Because, you know, we have employees that need jobs, and we have a business and bills that we need to pay. So one of the things that we did was um, we did a Facebook Live show, and yeah, we, we just basically... Went online and and <laughs> being on the radio is tough enough. But being on a live video is even tougher. Um, but we went online and we did a, a Facebook live and just showed off the products that we had. We numbered everything and um, we did we did a good a good amount of business that way.
0: Wow, yeah. it's, it's this innovation and creativity, mm-hmm. right? So much more than we thought we could do, right? I, exactly. I love that. So you mentioned that maybe a little bit different than the thrift stores, but you definitely had people trying to get their items into you. And and these would be the people that are your consignees. Is that what we call them? The consignee people? Do you like schedule people to come in or do they just show up and drop stuff off? How does that work? I just, you're too organized for that system. So there's got to be some organization to this.
1: Yeah. So, um, Every every consignment store has a limited amount of space. It doesn't matter if you have 1,000 square feet or 7,000 square feet. There is a limit to how much you can take. So um, the way we handle it, um, in order to not have the roof um, blow off the building because we have so much <laughs> stuff, we schedule appointments. So we schedule... X amount of appointments every single day and um, our calendar fills up very quickly and you just start booking and you book out into the future. And it's not always easy because when you have stuff that you want to get rid of and you're ready to get rid of it, you want to get rid of it right now. And so that has been a challenge for us. So we do, you know, make some exceptions for people, um, especially if they have items that are seasonal or whatever, or if they've had a, you know, significant life event and they just don't have time to, to sit on it. But yeah, we do everything by appointment. Appointments are very scheduled, structured. You bring your items in and, You know, we go through them and they're all priced in that same day, put out on the floor. So, yeah, we have to be very structured in order to make the business run really smoothly.
0: My guess is, are you booking out, what, four to six weeks right now for appointments? (laughs) Maybe even longer, three months?
1: Um, Longer than that. We're booking into the beginning of December right now. Are you serious? Yes.
0: And is that because you've taken the time to build these relationships so people know that you're a good place to bring things or what? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: I think the bottom line in any business is trust. And when you're going to a store, you want to trust that that you're purchasing good items. But when you're bringing me your items to sell, you have to trust that I'm going to be honest. I'm going to document everything you bring me. I'm not going to, you know, take anything or do anything unethical. So that's one of the things that we talk a lot with, with um, the people that work at my store. We're constantly building trust and then we have to maintain that trust. So I think we have a lot of people that are – that we've we've done what they've wanted again and again and therefore we've built trust with them and we have a lot of people that are return Mm consigners. so yeah i think that's trust is the biggest issue
0: well and you get people that shop from all over we're not just talking about people in your
1: area like you get people that drive what an hour two hours to even come and see you we get a lot of people from north dakota um, once the the Canada border is open again I'm assuming we'll have people from Canada but yeah it's not uncommon to have someone who's driven an hour to an hour and a half to come to the area and then we're a stop on their way once they find us initially it's usually a destination point after that
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this that you've you've actually created and made yourself into a destination point like that's a huge compliment to you and the work that you're doing and the trust that you have built up with so many people
1: yeah it's it is a huge compliment to me, but I also have amazing amazing employees that that work with me and yeah it's they're they're the main reason I could not do any of this alone so without the employees that I have, it would be
0: very you hard. obviously have staff, and this has been a big thing that people have been dealing with but do you think that part of the reason that you are able to keep your staff is because they love working there and they love what they do,
1: yeah um, most of the people, I have a I have a lot of people that are uh, quite a few people that work for me that are retired, um, and they want a fun place to go to work, and it's a really fun place. So, and then we also have I have a full time employee as well. I have some family that's helping. So, yeah, we we have a pretty good, pretty good uh, amount of people that actually want to stay and continue working with
0: us. Yeah, that is important too, right? It's not just bodies there, but people that love coming there. I mean. They get to sort through like new things all the time, right? Like there's never a dull moment in a consignment store is there.
1: (laughs) No, nobody sits still ever.
0: (laughs) I can just imagine. So we've got a lot more to talk about. We are talking with Jennifer Morton and she is with Better Everyday Consignments. And she is talking to us all about joy and consignments. We've covered some of the basics, but there is a lot more to talk about, including how she knows that God has been the key to her success. Don't go anywhere. We've got a lot more to come when we come back with Live Joy, Share Joy.
1: services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services Inc., a registered investment advisor.
0: This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy Share Joy. I am always looking for guests who may be interested in joining me for our program. If you or someone you know has a testimony of how God is working in his or her life, I'd love to hear from you. I have an interest form on my website at lifefulofjoy.com that you can fill out and submit to me. We are often booking shows out two to three months in advance, so please be patient as we go through our interest forms. Shine a light to the world. Are you currently renting your home? Give Team Aylesworth, Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Real Living First Realty a call. Trust them to help guide you through the home buying process. With interest rates as low as they are, now is a good time to take that leap into being a homeowner. The award-winning customer service team is ready to make you their priority. Call Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Make owning a home your reality today. Welcome back. This is Deb McGregor with Live Joy, Share Joy. And today with me is Jennifer Morton of Better Everyday Consignments. We are talking about joy and consignments. Jennifer, thanks again for being here. This is so much fun, isn't it? It is. Yes. (laughs) I mean, the only thing better would be is we were actually doing this in the consignment store, right? right? Right. So as I was thinking about you and having all these people bringing things in, the fact that you've got this waiting list through December, how do you manage and navigate going through all these items. I'm just like to me. It sounds so overwhelming. But you love this, don't you?
1: I do love it. <laughs> um, and yes, there are days where it gets overwhelming. Um, some of the ways we deal with that, we um, we obviously need to have the proper amount of staff on hand to help get through things. We have a person who is running our front area most of the day. We have a person designated for the receiving part. And then we have a person that kind of goes between whichever area is the busiest. They're going between the front and the back of the store. Um, but yeah, it's it's just like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So you literally take a box or a bag or a rack of clothes or whatever, you know, one at a time. You just get through them. We enter them all in our system and get them out on the floor as quickly as possible. Yeah,
0: and you do do. I mean, you, you turn over stuff like crazy. On average, how many items how do I want to ask that don't sell within let's just say a three month time frame like most of your stuff just moves in and out, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, there is very little that doesn't sell within our ninety day consignment period. I mean maybe one thirty second of the items, and I might be generous saying that most things because we are so selective on what we're taking in we we pretty much know what's going to sell and what's not going to sell and so when things don't sell, where do they go um of them go back or go to the thrift stores. Um, We do have some outreach. We have some people that live in our area that are from Africa and they send shipping crates full of items back. We send um, especially shoes and a lot of the clothing. They really want those things. So we do, we have a few different places like that where we're um, giving these items. Nothing goes in the garbage because We wouldn't have taken the item if it wasn't good. So we make sure that it's going somewhere where it will get used.
0: Yeah, which is great. Because once again, you're just blessing others, you know, again and again and again. And you are a very generous person in general. You, One of the things you told me, the statistic that just blows my mind, is about how many uh, pounds of clothes the average person throws away each year. You've got to share this number.
1: Yeah, on average, it's about 75 pounds of clothes that every single one of us In the United States throws away each year. And we need to, you know, we have problems with pollution, we have problems with our landfills, we have so many problems, we really need to focus on how, you know, thrift stores and consignment stores are really an outlet for recycling, because the things we're throwing away typically have a lot of useful life left. And we need to make sure that we're getting those into the hands of people who can really use them and who need them or who want them. So just because you're done with it doesn't mean somebody else wouldn't love it. They Somebody else would love it. So yeah. well,
0: and yeah. with all the focus on sustainability right now and more people, there's actually an upsurge in people learning to sew again, where people can put even patches on the jeans or, you know, make them their own. I mean, I feel like, oh, is hippie coming back? Jennifer, I got really excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are styles coming back. There are styles sure. coming
0: back. I, I there's hope for me yet. But I just that is just mind blowing to me when I think about that statistic and I think about uh, having done so much mission work in Kenya, I just think about the amount of people that I work with that literally barely have clothing covering their body. And I think about how many good uses that we can have. I love that you, part of your focus is that you are able to then give to items that are heading over to Africa as well. That makes me feel good. You know, that makes me
1: feel good, right? and it makes me feel good as well. Yes. (laughs) Okay, good.
0: And then I was curious about, like, have you ever had something that when somebody, whether it was... In your garage, sailing, or in items that you went through, that you were like, "Oh my gosh, I've always wanted to see one of these come through the
1: door." Is there an item like that for you? Um, there there aren't necessarily items that I've always wanted to see, but there are items that I get in and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I have never seen one of these before," or I don't even know what this is. And there's just just really neat, cool items that you you don't even know existed. I mean, there was one item that came in; it was really bizarre. It was this glass. Um, long tube that actually hooked onto a vacuum cleaner hose way back when, and you'd put like mothballs or something in it, and it would make whatever you were vacuuming smell better. I don't even know. Smell like 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 a vacuum cleaner (laughs) atomizer. It was it was insane. Like there's just things that you don't even know exist that you get in.
0: Wow. Well, and I'm sure as people are cleaning out homes, I mean, we were just going through my parents' stuff, and I was shocked at some of the things I saw. And there were things I said. What is this? It was from my great-great-grandfather. Well, back in the day, blah, 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 this is how we use this. So I, I love that. I'm sure, like we said, it's never a dull moment at the consignment store. No, it is not. <laughs> I remember talking to you, oh, maybe it was about a year ago. And you said, Deb, I've got God and I know I'm going to get through this. God will help me see a way through. Let's talk about God being the foundation of your life and of this business And you have always acknowledged him. So many times you've said, Deb, I don't know how this is happening. There's only one place that it's coming from. And I know that's from the Lord. Talk to me about this.
1: Yeah. So um, during COVID, when we were shut down, I mean, there was a lot of doubt and fear and uneasiness, I guess, um, through it all for for all of us. And especially with just having opened a business. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I know that the only way. I knew at the time that the only way I can make it through is if I just kind of let go and trusted God and that, you know, things would work out. And I, God provides. He's always provided for me in my life. And um, my relationship with God has been strong, not so strong, strong, not so. It's been this cyclical thing in my life. And since I've owned this store for the last little over a year, um, our family as a whole has started going to church more. We've started, you know... We started wanting I personally want to give glory to God because I don't need all the glory for the good things that I you know that I or my business or whatever we're doing in our community or whatever. What matters most is that we're giving glory to God. Um, so you know, earlier we talked about stress and how it <laughs> there are days where it's so stressful and I might not be in the greatest mood. and sometimes I just have to step away usually step into the bathroom and shut the door just so I can have some alone time. And I just think, and the ver- the Bible verse that I think always comes to mind is Psalms forty six ten. be still and know that I am God. Because I just have to, I just have to be still, I have to submit, I have to give the troubles and the cares to God, because he's got this. Even when I'm feeling like everything's in rocky waters, God's in control. And, um, it it just, I just have to submit to him. And, and that is a really, really tough thing to do, because I really like to be in control, too.
0: Well, and you (laughs) like to be organized. This is just who you are. And it's the reason that you run the store so successfully. But what I love is that you acknowledge God for that, right? You know that you have that skill set, but he's anointed you with that skill set to be able to serve his people, right? Correct. I I just think it's it. you are and you are such a bright light, I would like, do you have any just amazing stories from maybe something that happened at the store or whether it was helping someone or maybe even a staff member where you just knew like, God put me here in this place in this moment. Yeah.
1: For sake of confidentiality, I don't know if I can go into anything specific, but you know, we were there for people when they are at some of their most vulnerable points in their life. You know, they've had a family member who's died or they've, um, maybe they're going through, you know, a divorce or, or something like that has happened and they'll come in and it's just just being kind to them. You don't even have to start, you don't even have to ask a lot of questions. And usually, you know, there there are people that will just be like, I just need somebody who can listen. And we usually end up being that listening ear and we hear a lot of stories of, of trials and tragedies and, um, <laughs> my husband tells me I missed my calling cause I wasn't a counselor, but I truly feel like I haven't missed my calling because I know that I meant that this is what God meant for me to be doing at this point in my life, because those people, I'm not a professional, but you know what? I listen really well and we all listen really well and they can, um, you know, it's just to, to uplift and encourage people who are really struggling and, um, I also struggle a lot with, with professing my faith, faith to other people. So that this is difficult sometimes, but I mean, I do tell people, you know, God will get you through this and, you know, we I will be praying for you. And the miracles that I see happen are amazing. Um, because these people come in a month, two months later, and their their lives are different and changed, and they they usually say thank you, and you know you gave me a hug when I needed it or whatever. So it's 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 so much more than just a retail business. It's really a relationship store. <laughs> I Honestly. well,
0: and I, I I do think that can be a reframe around consignment stores. Mm-hmm. It is a relationship store. You have relationships with your staff, relationships with the consignees, relationship with the customer. Right? It's on all these different levels and. Your foundation is your relationship with God, which means you are serving people and it's your actions that are speaking, right? I love that. I love that you bring that up. I think it's so important. What do you see as trends or things that are going to happen with consignment? Do you just see that this
1: is just going to keep flourishing? I really think so. Um, from when I first started my first store over ten years ago, to the the store that I have now, um, I had a relocation and ended up getting out of the business for a while, and then reopening a store. Um, the demand seems way higher right now than it ever has before, and you know our customer base isn't just people that are um, that are looking for items that are very cheap. It's it's people or that you know some people have a necessity. They they don't have a lot of money and they need to shop stores where they can get good items for less. But there is a larger percentage of our population that shops at our store that just wants the thrill of the fine. They like getting discounts. And it's not seen as like this horrible thing anymore to buy something secondhand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I I even look at myself, like, it's fun to go out with my girlfriends and just let's just go consigning you know I mean we just get go around to all the different places and you never know what you're going to find and of course sometimes you bring home something you didn't really need but most of the time it's like when you find that you know the old ceramic Christmas tree with the lights yes. that <laughs> grandma had that you can't find anymore you know something like that is kind of good Jennifer you are so amazing are there any final thoughts you would love to share with people about the joy that this brings you
1: oh that's a tough one um no, I just um, I feel like I'm I'm in a good place with you know in my life right now. I'm happy with with what we can do. Um, I would encourage anyone you know this was this was a dream to me for a long long time to just own a business and start something that I really wanted to do. And I would just encourage anyone who's looking to um, to do something or make a major life change because this was a major life change for me. Just to to go for it, you can do it. Um, reach out. There's help if you don't know how.
0: Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been so much fun. You kind of made me want to go to the consignment store, though. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna lie here. So thank you, Jennifer Morton of better everyday consignments for joining us today. We want to remind you to live joy, share joy and find joy when you're consignment shopping. Have a great day, everybody.